episode 25. Here we are. Final round of pro motocross. We are squeezing this in like Hayden Deegan squeezed his ass cheeks to turn that double into a triple. <laughs> That's what we're doing. We are squeezing this in. We've got a hurricane, tropical storm thingy brewing out in the Gulf that's going to either hit us or brush us. You've got to pick up kids. I've got stuff going on. And we are squeezing this in because, one, it was the final round of pro motocross. They get a week break, I think a week, and then it's three, maybe two weeks. Two weeks. weeks. Two September weeks. 16th? They get, no, September 9th. September 9th. So they get, they get a little break, reset. But, boy, we got pro motocross from Ironman. By the way, we're going to touch on this. Last two rounds of the year produced. We need to start working on tracks like Bud's Creek and Ironman. Great tracks. We also have some Dade City news because we had round, I don't know, X plus Y. I want to say 15, okay. but I honestly don't keep track. We just race. You just race it. <laughs> but uh, we had some had some success this weekend in the Wee motocross world, and so... Let's dive in. Episode 25 of Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast, brought to you by DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services and Michelle and Trey Real Estate. We got some things to touch on. We're under a tight time frame, so this is not going to be long. It's going to be concise. Let's go. Here we are, Mass Hysteria, Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Under the sun that's about to be gray and green and every other color, so everybody else thinks. Yeah, on the way here is like the moderate rain will be starting in 25 minutes. So you may have a shower you may have the call map playing in the back of this yeah that's very possible with, with the rain yeah. with the rain falling yeah so. we're about 36 hours out from a cat 3 hurricane so um we're not concerned here no. whatsoever but you know the it makes my job hard when i got people loading plywood when i'm trying to do my job but well, yes and it was funny i i went to go uh, grab some stuff today from the convenience store just for convenience not hurricane and there are people in line like, are you prepared? Are you prepared? And I'm like, I got peanut butter and toilet paper. I'm good to go. Like, Yeah, I'm prepared to do my podcast. I don't care about yeah, I, whatever's brewing out I, there. I'm good to go. Like, we're good. Like, We live in Florida. It happens. And, and honestly, I think we're going to get a brushing glance. But the way this storm is wobbling, we're going to get rain. Thank goodness because we need it. Yeah. Central Florida has been weirdly in a summer dry spell. Yeah, that's been a gnarly drought going on yeah. so we're actually this this hurricane's actually a godsend i know nobody else thinks of it that way but well especially where it's actually going to hit um it's going to go in probably as a cat three deteriorate to a cat one immediately and we're going to get rain winds uh, biggest yeah. thing for us is we're going to lose cable because where we live yep. so we lose we. we lose cable every single time we lose internet yeah every yeah. single time it rains <laughs> we get we get a gusty our thunderstorms are usually typically worse than these hurricanes yeah. so we well, I think the last hurricane, Ian, we lost the internet for five days. Yeah. So, so we're trying to knock this out today, get this done, get it up, and get it posted. Yes, we were late last week, and I apologize. We did the podcast on time. I put it on a stick. We took it with us. Michelle and I were in a business conference for two days, which turned into three days because Detroit has a Delta has a beautiful terminal in Detroit. But it flooded the tunnel to get to the terminal, so there was a day lost in our lives. Yeah. And we got it out as soon as we could. We're good. It's all good. So all of those 14 of you that, that need to see this every week, we got it out. It finally got out. And guess That's what? Right. You're going to get back-to-back because we're going to put this one out today. So 
Um, yeah. I haven't even posted the video yet, so it's going to be <laughs> video on top of video. But, hey, uh, it's all good. It's, all, it's the end of the season. Like many of the riders, we're just trying to get through. Yeah, at this point. So we got, we, we said before, we got some big stuff coming up, but yeah. that's nearing the end of the year, and um, hopefully next week we might have a, yeah, a look, good guest on. There's a lot of fun stuff to touch on because, like, I, I talked with one of the guests we've had before standing in a six-hour line in, a, in an opposing terminal at an airport, setting up some potential stuff for him next year, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun being in this position of, like, I'm nobody, but I'm trying to help also a, yeah. a guy that's a nobody as well. And, we'll get there. And, yeah, we'll, and, and We'll get to the news on that here, too, in the next few weeks. Yeah. That's, that's in the planning as we so as it's we just speak. it's just fun it's fun like and the lady a lady standing beside me and she's like so what are you working on i'm like i'm in real estate but my but my fun part of my life is i kind of dive into other stuff and that was actually a racing call and she's like oh you're in racing and i'm like i, I don't want to say yes i'm in racing but i help people mm-hmm. in racing and she's like oh that's awesome so dude it's just do what you love, i.e. the picture of Matt Bell sitting on the flight going uh, yeah, to Indy with James Stewart. Yep. And, by the way, where was his wife? Because his wife was on the return flight with him. I'm sure she was there. But, you know, <laughs> that, that's one of those moments where, honey, you got yeah, to scoot over a little well, bit. And it's ironic. I didn't know anything about this, but Michelle and I, because of our flight debacle, we did not fly together on the way home. We were together on the same flight. Different seats. Different seats. Yeah, it happens frequently. And uh, so I I was sitting beside some dude, and I took a selfie because we always do selfies. That's that's our Michelle and I thing. We do a selfie. And I'm like, you're not my wife. Like this dude, random dude, and he's like looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. No one's going to know who you are. But I just thought it was funny. Like, dude, my selfie was not as good as Matt Bell's selfie with James yep. Stewart. And uh, But no, great weekend. Um, let's touch because I think the most important thing, the season ended, there was some cool stuff. I want to talk about that to wrap up our kind of hour, but I want to touch on Bowen after we had the Florida motocross series and we had the Dade city around back to back in that sweltering heat. You've had a couple weeks off. You come back to do the Dade city round. How did that translate and how did the weekend go? So last week, actually, uh, speaking of HBI, we trained with Cole Bradford. Oh. Um, I don't even think i got to tell you about that. We, we trained with Cole Bradford last week. Um, he kind of opened Bowen up quite a bit, so that was nice. Um, he come to us, and we did some, we did some drills, and um, it, it really, I think it really progressed to the weekend. Um, he thought more about what was going on, and Dade City, they changed the entire track this weekend, had a Supercross feel to it, and okay. it was awesome. Um, it's a very tight track for big bikes. I know there's a lot of wrecks. Um, I saw a picture of Caleb like going flying yeah. yeah, W. Caleb Groves. He I was actually going to bring him up here in a little bit. He did a little. Um, he sat down with Bowen and talked to him at the line. I've never heard that kid open up before. Like my child opened up to somebody else. Yeah. I mean, he's telling him the exact same things that I tell him. You know, but Caleb got down on his level. And hats off to you, Caleb. He's potential guest here pretty soon um as soon as we can get him down here but he got down with him started talking to him and bowen you know usually looks away he looked right at him and started asking him questions and this and that so moto too i think i i give it all to caleb he opened him up i mean i give it to bowen and his hard work of what you know what he's been going through the last few weeks but 
Caleb opened that kid up. We pulled a whole shot in Moto Two. Well, I'm not even talking about Moto One and either either one because we he just had a rough a rough go at it at first. We went he was in the lead in Moto One and then we went down and uh, finished out fourth on the P Dub. But um, Moto Two, that kid come out swinging, pulled a whole shot, just battling. Um, Layla Brandt, she's a, another kid in their class. That girl is always on rails, and those two were just battled and battled and battled. And it was, it was a good night, not just for us, but everybody. Like I said, that track was, it, it was awesome to me. I I was jealous that I didn't get to ride it. I wish I would have took my bike in the worst kind of way because that's the style that I like. Very tight, very technical. Um, I knew I heard a lot of guys complaining about it, but it just looks so much fun. Um, Kyle's the one that built it. Um, manager out at um, Moto Sandbox. Mm-hmm. So he's actually the manager at Dade City as well, um, Kyle Cheeseman. And he designed the track this week, and it, like I said, unbelievable, in, in my opinion. Isn't it cool, though, because a lot of the tracks don't change that much. But it's really cool at Dade City. That is something. You may have the similar layout, the floor plan. But that track, they do change it frequently yeah but every week we get a different section um if the track stays the same we still get a different section or two yeah regardless and that's that's the one thing i love about date city you know hats off to randy yoho because they change it all the time these kids aren't they might be date city kids you might get some guys that are you know they've always raced date city that's all they race but you're still getting a different track every week where you know pa where we were from you get the same track every week Same lines, same tracks, same jumps. They don't change anything. You might They might add a section here or there, and it used to be just like an extra turn section, or they'll throw a single in there or something. But Dade City, they will change this track all the time. Yeah. So you never know what you're coming into. you, you got to practice on Thursday nights. Um, they practice four to six for the little bikes and six to ten, I want to say, for the big bikes. Yeah. Um, that's that's your first opportunity to see the track, and that's your only opportunity before you race it Saturday. So. Yeah. No, it's it's that is that is the really cool part about that facility because it in the in reality that nighttime track the night track is on a pretty small footprint, but they they do some cool stuff to change it up yeah. pretty 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 drastically each time. So congratulations to Bowen, he got a got an overall third, third overall, yeah. yep, very good. So um, I guess week off and then we well, you, you'll have training tomorrow depending on the weather. Uh, I don't know how it's going to end up this week because, yeah. um, like I said, we're doing some training with Cole now, and he's Tampa area, so yeah. everybody's kind of in and out. Um, we'll just get him over. We got caught. I I got a yeah. spare bedroom. He can come over and hang we're out. We're hoping to maybe hit Spider this week since okay. you know, we're going to get some rain. So we'll is hit. It, hit is the, it the new Spider or the old Spider? The old still? Spider. The old spider. We'll, we'll go on the roof and maybe do some training with Caleb up there. So okay. uh, we'll see what happens, but. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. I think for everybody, it wasn't too hot. I mean, it, it was hot, but nothing like nothing like the week the before. last race. It was just brutal. So I actually, that's something I wanted to ask you. Like, you guys have the big toy hauler. You pull. Do you take that over for just a Friday night race, or do you do something simpler? Do you just throw the bike in the back of the truck and go? We take toy hauler with us all the time. Okay. Um, at this point, it's you got three kids. It's a convenience. I mean, it's one of those things that as a kid, you know me racing even as a teenager or early 20s you you always dream about having something like that then once you do it's yeah it 
it's it's life changing when it comes to the races. So, but it's not just the races for us. I mean, we we've created family there at this point. So oh, you got you, uh, you got your race friends and, yeah, and different we, things. We head up Friday night. We stay there until Sunday morning, and it's um it's like camping every weekend. Yeah, that's cool. But we have coming up. We got um, Gold Cup starts September sixteenth. So you're gonna start. Run, you're gonna run that series yeah, this year as much as we can. Okay. Um, it's from here on out. We got a very hectic life uh it's gonna be racing every weekend we have this weekend off um probably do some more riding do some training this week and then from here on out up till november it's solid racing and we'll post the we'll post the gold cup link yeah. on our youtube page so that you if you want to see where those races are if, if you're out and about on a on a weekend amateur motocross is just a fun it's not too expensive to get in they have cool concession stands and you get to watch kids old people as well go race and you're like oh this is like a fan and you will see the family that is involved in racing yeah it creates family yeah so um awesome a gold cup and gold cup i don't know how the series is now when i was younger and i was literally just a fan who went and watched races we had a lot of gold cup races watching them so i'm looking forward to seeing that schedule and where they are because hey Michelle and I might take a Sunday and go go cruise yeah. too. I'll tell you, round one's a Diamondback, so Ooh, uh, okay. September sixteenth. I've never seen that. I've I've been to Gatorback. I can't tell you how many times. I've never seen a race on the new Diamondback track. Yeah. So I'm I'm that might be something for me to go check out. It's gonna. We've obviously we've never been there, so yeah. um, I think it's gonna be a good weekend. That'll get him out of his element a little bit and yeah. uh, race with some fast kids and and a totally different style of dirt. Oh yeah. Very different so style we go from there. There's one at Dade City. There's one at uh, Moto Bros. Okay. Uh, we're at Gatorback. Um, there's one more. I have them on my phone. But okay. I think there's five in total. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Dade City, good weekend. Training, Cole Bradford, awesome. This is also, let's talk about that privateer bit for a moment because this is how those young privateer riders and some of them older now. You look at a AJ Cantanzaro, who runs his academy, yeah. and he actually makes more money off of doing instruction than he does racing. <laughs> but racing is how he gets his name out there. Um, guy like Cole Bradford, a young up and coming rider, that instruction. The astonishing thing is, Michael Jordan was an amazing basketball player. He was a terrible coach. He was a terrible owner. He, he's. It's not always the ones who are the the best. James Stewart is not the best coach. He's a turning into an amazing broadcaster, but he just did things off of feel. Yeah. Well, you gotta you have a you have to have a niche for it. It's just yeah. like it's just like any other thing. But I, I got to sit down and talk with Caleb, and we're gonna we get him on here. We're gonna talk about this more and go more in depth about it. But we like picking brains. He's a good rider. Um, wants to hit some pro races at some point in his life but he he'll tell you my dream is to own a training facility and work with kids and he's a young kid i mean you you have your doubts but then i watched him with my kid over the weekend i'm like dude that's what you need to be doing like you are designed for that full-heartedly and same with cole um matt you got a good thing going there because cole he's got a way of connecting with the kids um yeah, he's a professional rider, but he's he's more like on their level, and it's it's crazy to see it. But yeah. it, you know, Bowen never wants to listen when it comes to that kind of stuff. But he listened to him, listened to Caleb, and um, 
same with like Rylan Munson. We had him on, um, yeah. and he did some training with Bowen, and he. It's the way you connect with them that it works. So yeah. these these guys are doing the right thing. And, and the funny thing is, is that level, the difference between a James Stewart and a Ryland Munson. It, on that bike, it seems like a lot, but it's incremental. Mm-hmm. But the basics of the technique, and working with that rider to get them to see that they can do it. Once they're to the point, a Cole Bradford can take your son and get him to a level then the that that James Stewart part is either in there or it's not it, mm-hmm. that has nothing James Stewart Ryan Villapoto Ryan that has nothing to do with their trainer that has something to do there's an internal mechanism and I don't care what sport it is you have to unlock yeah it, the, the the mentality of it but you have to unlock something in that child yeah it's it's in there the talent's in there in anybody I mean if you work for it but I mean, that's the James Stewart talent's a different talent. Like we got well, the Jet Lawrence talent. The Jet talent, Lawrence talent is a completely different That's a generational talent, talent but. Yeah, or generational. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> so there's. Like, that's a, that's a whole different ball game. But being a professional athlete, is, it's in yeah. there for anybody. Yeah. Um, that's, that's where you, you only hear about the Ricky Carmichaels, the James Stewart's, the Jet Lawrence, the Ryan Villapotos, Ryan yeah. Dungey, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Jeremy McGrath. But. That's where um, I think that's where kids get discouraged, though, too, because you know I'm, I'll never be that fast. Maybe you won't be, yeah. but you can. You talked to we've talked to Ryland, and and when we went over or we did the podcast with him, he's like, I was not good. Yeah, I was not a good rider at all, and he he's now on the Supercross circuit, so it's in there. It's just finding the person that can unlock that, and then and them having the drive. I don't know if it was on the broadcast or a podcast I was listening to this past past week kind of shuffled into itself the last week and we watched the race and I swear they were talking about on the broadcast about how the 40th place rider if you went to your local track and I was so proud because they talked about how amazing these riders are you just happen to be seeing them on tv and they're getting lapped yeah. Well, by the way, they lapped up to fifteenth this week. Mm-hmm. Those are good riders. Phil Nicoletti got lapped. You're talking the you're talking the top forty out of how many yeah. how many billion people are in this country? Well, there were eighty five riders in the four fifty class this week. Yeah. Only forty make it to the gate. So there were eighty five guys trying to make forty spots. Those guys are all good. Yes, some of them are off their time. Some of them may have had the greatest qualifying lap of their life, and they don't have 35 minutes in them because there's no other place that you race for 35 minutes except at the pro level. So those guys aren't training. They're training for five-lap sprints. They're training for making $1,500 at their local race for four laps. Their sprint speed is amazing. It's a different level to go from local pro to traveling circuit 35-minute moto pro. It's a different level. Um, uh, Alex Ray. Alex Ray used to talk about for years, like, dude, I worked on my sprint speed to make it into the main. I didn't have 20 minutes in me. Hmm. I had six. That's It's severe intensity. For, yeah. That, I mean, they say that the body shouldn't even be able to hold up to that, that amount of intensity that, that these guys endure. Yeah. You know, it's just pure abuse. 
and um well that video they did last week of nicoletti on the bike that they talked about that on one of the podcasts this week and they were talking about how much the body was moving oh i can do that i can do that and it's like dude he literally is doing as they said you get three guys and you're sitting on something and you're like okay i'm going to take this 200 pounds and i'm going to lift it but you pull and you pull and you pull all -hmm. in a different direction while i'm doing it and it's not it's not a normal function of the body. Yeah. It's not. No. It's it's a learned process. It's strenuous. Yeah. It's extremely strenuous and it it takes this precise training program to prepare your body to do any of that. And there's a special group like this big that is that special group. Mm-hmm. And then there's a group like this that's just below that special group. And then there's a list like here of guys who are freaking amazing. But they're not here. Yeah. And we're like, oh, well, uh, well, watch them. No, no. Those guys would go to Dade City, Moto Bros, wherever, and on a weekend, cash out. Well, you can put it into perspective where last week uh, or two weeks ago at the Florida Series at Dade City, you got Chad Reed was there. Mm-hmm. Chad Reed was at once on top of the world. Yeah. And you could watch him get beat. Yeah. It. I mean, it, it all trickles down that he's not training for that every single day at this point. No. Um so we got local guys, our local Caleb Groves. He might not have been able to hold out for the six laps, but that he other guy still was sitting there. Yeah. And you know, off the start of the first few laps, they're they're all battling back and forth. So yeah. it it if you go and watch it, it puts it all into perspective a little bit more, where people only see the top of the world on the TV. Yep. Yeah. And and we're gonna dive into that now. Last round, Iron Man. It's kind of become the the last round of motocross for the past few years. Great facility. The family that that kind of I don't know if I don't know if they own the track or if they're just so Lucas Oil yeah. family. Um the track this year was racy. There were lines everywhere. It was awesome. Two fifty class did what two fifty class does. Joe Shimoda, by the way, I love his honesty. He is the shortest interview in the world, and I just think it's because he's like, dude, I'm done. I'm out. But I loved it. He finished, and they're like, how'd you do? And he's like, it was my last race, so I just want to say thank you to everybody. I'm thinking, I don't think it's announced yet that you're leaving, but I appreciate the honesty of Mm -hmm. telling everybody this was my last race, but he's still going to do SMX with Pro Circuit. Um, Hunter, Hunter did what Hunter needed to do, especially once Cooper... Uh, Justin Cooper went down. Um, there was some great racing. The 450 class, the 250 class. Why can't Bud's Creek and Iron Man be the, hey, look how racy these tracks were. Guys were going everywhere. Yeah. And the last two rounds, I even told Michelle, I said, the last two rounds, awesome. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, it was racing. Um, I mean, I only got to watch 250 Moto 2. So we watched it at Dade City. We, mm-hmm. you know, we all gather around the TV at the, in the pits, and um, anniversary kind of messed that up yesterday. Watching the, the rest of the race, <laughs> those but, are important. Yeah, yeah, I had to take had to take the wife out to eat. Those but are we, um, what we got to watch of it was phenomenal racing. Yeah. It was fantastic. We at Dade City were a little confused on where Hunter was at. I think he was uh, like eleventh at one point. Know, yeah. But, then I realized the championship was already over. Um, they didn't even – they talked about him not even going out. Yeah. You know, in Moto2. So – but it, he still raced. They all put in 
awesome racing for and for riding around i mean the skill level he rode around safely and finished ninth mm-hmm. in the second moto it's like i would love that skill set i would but hey let's give some props rider de francesco I, I i don't know how to say yeah. his last name i said de francesco yeah dude i will tell you i know i know shimoda's leaving but hammaker de francesco shimoda we're gonna have a talk here in a second about Forkner because, yeah, I don't. I, I I'm 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 my wife and I are both like we can't support it, but dude, Mitch must be like okay, oh, thank God, it's only taking me all year to finally get guys running up front. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited about the growth. And when these guys go pro, everybody was De Francesco and Hayden, you know. Let's not forget the golden child, baby Jesus, was Adam C. and Cirillo. Mm-hmm. And Cooper Webb owned him when they went pro. Yeah, Cooper Webb still owns him. But guess who's also coming around into their own now after how many injuries? Adam C. and Cirillo is starting to plug away and plug away and plug. And he made it up two full seasons. Like, motocross and supercross, he made it through. Cool. Like, we're on it. So, very, very happy for Kawasaki. That that stat of that they have never not made a season since 1982 without winning a race, and that it almost got broken until Shimoda won. Yeah, dude, how crazy is that? Like that that's that is amazing as a brand to know that every year you're at least going to win one race. And, and nothing wrong with that. But like, um, it was awesome to see Ryder D up there because I watched him win. Loretta's on a Cobra 50 at four years old. Okay. Like, I, I watched that happen. Uh, I wasn't there, yeah. but I watched it. And to see how he's now turned into what he is, I mean, everybody knew that was coming. But It's it, just taking it, time. It took years yeah. and years and years to, to make yeah. that happen. And I think, I think cool, looking for next year, I'm kind of like, it's going to be fun next year. It's yeah. going to be fun. I think Supercross is going to be a blast. Between Shimoda, Deegan, I'm sure Hampshire got. I hope he's healing up because he he's missed the last two rounds. We'll see him at SMX, I'm sure. But uh, dude, there is a battle because we've lost. And I don't know if they're the Hunter brothers, the Lawrence brothers. They can't seem to get it right when they talk about them. Yeah, I'm I'm kidding. It's the Lawrence brothers, but they're both gone. They're both going. It's not announced yet, but Hunter's going 450. Yeah, he's not staying in the 250 class. So that's why that's why Shimoda, and was it what's the other guy's name? Um, oh my goodness gracious! Who's the other? Who's the other guy for Honda two fifty? Now, see, you got to bring yep. up names, and yep. then I. But I the, draw those one. two guys are going to be their East West next year, yeah. and they're Hunter and Jet because the worst kept secret is Sexton's leaving Honda, so it's like they've got their team now set up, and mm-hmm. I'm guessing once that Shimoda and for some reason, the rider that's left my brain, once they leave 250s, Honda's like, we're going to find somebody to run this 250 operation. Yeah. But uh, I think the Shimoda deal has a lot to do with agent, super agent, and Myrtle coming to Honda because now that entire Honda team, if you really think about it, the entire Honda operation is run by one agent. Yeah. Lucas Myrtle has all four riders on that team. So... Um, I think we should break it down that way. Yamaha, Levi Kitchen is leaving. 
he was running a good race and just ate poop. Poop. Mm-hmm. And he also bailed out. Hayden Deegan did not have a great race, but boy, did he make some Instagram followers. Sky and jumps like he does. He took the finish line from a double to a triple. He soared that thing. I will will say that I I actually watched that this morning because I didn't watch the whole thing. And I seen that jump, and I'm like, dude. And he he, he landed it beautifully. Oh, yeah, perfect. Justin Cooper, supposedly his last 250 ride, I'm guessing he'll do SMX, but... This, that's that all-new thing that we don't know anything about. His last 250 ride. Um, Styles Robertson, t- kind of invisible. Yeah. Um, so next year, is it weird to think that an 18-year-old kid's going to be the team leader for Star Yamaha next year? Kind of. Deegan's going to be the leader. Yeah. I mean, they're going to build it around him. On the 250 side. On the 250 yeah. side, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't guess. know if that's good or bad, though, because... <sighs> Uh, don't you need are they gonna they, well they re-signed Jordan Smith though right yeah, so and they, the kid's talented but there's also this hype and the the bad negativity that he's yeah. drawing in with them yeah I don't know it's, I'm anxious to see what happens so we've we've touched on Kawasaki they're they're I don't know who they're gonna bring in. oh uh, oh my goodness gracious where'd the brain go Talon uh, Max Volan yeah nope yeah, is he going to star no. he's yeah. going to star I don't remember. But there's some ridership. I'm prepared for this Ham- part of it. Too. Hammaker's coming. Hammaker's staying. Forkner. I mean, Can we you, touch on you, Forkner you for a second? You want to dig into Forkner? Because Can we touch I, on Forkner? So, did he come out with an injury or was... I have not heard. Okay. I haven't heard yet either. I didn't know if you've seen anything. So, no. I am not a Forkner fan. I'm not now. I don't know how Forkner still has a ride with Mitch of all people. Yeah. Um... I think they've stuck with him far too long. And Forkner cannot keep it together at all. I mean, the the talk was all Sexton and how he's been terrible at wrecking and this and that. But let's, let's not forget about Forkner, who cannot keep a bike straight. Well, can we leave, can, can, let's make some, let's make a short thing on this. Let's give some ammunition. Dude. You fell, you flat landed, you landed face first. Get up and ride. You're trying to get in the top 20 in points. You are rolling around. You're up. You're up. You're, you're rolling up. around. Why Why is it every time you crash? When he crashed with Alex Martin at Southwick a couple years ago, he rolled around on the ground like his life ended. It's like, dude, you got to get up and you got to go. You are finally, you just came back. The kid is talented. Yes. Right? When he rides, yes. the kid is talented, yes. and I'm going to give him that. But you just, with that position, made it into the playoffs. Yes. You've been gone half the season, and you made it in. So why throw it away? So we were sitting and talking while we were watching the race. We're like, well, maybe it's a little worse than expected. I mean, they those guys are giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't give him the benefit of the doubt anymore. I'm not either. Sure, he's had some pretty nasty injuries, but the rolling around, the boo-hooing, like you lost yourself the playoffs at this point. Yeah, he's out. Like I mean, he's got to do. I don't even know if he's top thirty. I don't know the points. I haven't seen it. No, because when he went down, he was twenty ninth. So he was literally right there, and then maybe broke a rib. I don't know. 
That sucks. I, yeah. like, I've been there. It's, it's miserable. But you gotta, you got to fight through that, man. Unless it's more you severe know, than... There was what? Ten minutes left? Yeah, I don't know, man. Just ride around. like it, you're, you're right there. And I, I'm sorry. Some of his accidents, you're right, have been terrible. But there have been a few. I point out the Alex Martin when... I think it was Alex Martin. It may have been Jeremy. I'm not sure. But it, it was star on pro circuit. And it wasn't even... It wasn't even a bat. It was a right. It was that famous right hander at Southwick, and one went outside, one went inside. They met and they crashed, and he rolled around like his life ended. And I'm like, dude. And at that point, I got kind of curious. Yesterday, dude, come on, come, come on. That was not like, dude. You got to get up. You got to go. Like you got mm-hmm. to go. Like if you, if you want this, you got to go. I think. And I don't know. We don't know the injury clauses. We don't know all this stuff. We don't know if monsters pay. It's, we don't know. It's speculation, but at at this point, like, I don't think he wants it. Like, I don't think this is what he wants. There's to not do. a drive. There's not there. There is not a toughness drive. When he's interviewed, in though, he's you know, yeah. this is all he wants. This this and that. But there is absolutely nothing to back that up. And is it? It's going to be old manish. He's got a beautiful life. He's got a beautiful wife. He's broken away from his parents. He's got this independence. What else does he need? Like that drive to that dri- I look at a guy like Adam Cincerillo who literally could walk away he, between his real estate investments, his contracts, his, he could walk away and never touch a dirt bike again. He's going to go into a booth somewhere and be fine. Mm-hmm. And he is still out there grinding it but out. Yeah, he comes out swinging. Yeah. He comes off injuries just swinging. And you see – and I'm with you. Fortner is a guy I want to cheer for. He's the farm boy, you know, pig farming family. They gave up so much for him to do it. I just – damn it. You fell – you faced a jump. Fantastic. Get up and ride it out. Like, there was nothing that showed yesterday that he couldn't – and yes, Dale Earnhardt died on turn four, and it don't we don't understand how he died on that crash. So maybe there was more to that crash than what we saw. But watching the crash, he didn't get hit. The bike didn't hit him. No one else hit him. It looked like he got the wind knocked out of him. Yes. It sucks. It's hard to breathe. But Fight through it. I've finished races with broken collarbones, and broken he, feet. It he doesn't did not matter. finish. Yeah. And that's the part that, as a fan of these guys are tough as shit. He doesn't. He doesn't exude that to me, mm. and I, I. And I'm not saying, I've watched some of his crashes. The the when he tried to race with the ACL, trying to win the champion. Yes, I see that. But dude, you are on a com- you are on a comeback. You got to come back. Mm-hmm. You got to come back and fight through it. And he almost did. Like yeah, right there. And give us that story. I'm telling you, had you finished in the top and you made it and last chance your way into that. I'm still one of your biggest fans, but like even my wife, who is a passive fan, she's like, I can't cheer for him. Uh-uh. And it's like, dude, you, you're. I know you don't care. I'm nobody, but you gotta at least get on the bike, fight through it, and if you can't finish, say get off, get off. But yeah. you just waller around. You're sitting there, and it's like, or at least come out and say, I'm sorry. I, I broke a rib or something, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I thought I had punctured a lung. I'm good. I'm I'm good. Ty Masterpool had 
appendicitis and wanted to ride, but Doc Bodner wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I want to see. Drive. That's yeah. what I want to see. Just some drive. And, and why are we seeing Chase Sexton? Chase Sexton can't win the damn championship because it's over. It was over two rounds ago. What does he do for two motos? Chases the dude down. They're on the same team just to ruin the opportunity mm-hmm. for having a perfect season. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's what I want to see. He's still out there grinding. So we jumped ahead. We did. We did. We did. Star. We did. We went back to pro circuit because Mitch Payton must be pulling his hair out. I, the guy looked as calm as could be yesterday, but the guy must be like, "Excuse my French. What the fuck is going on with my team? Like seriously, I we got guys back in it." And I think he had to see some positive with DeFrancesco. Hamaker was having a good ride yesterday. Um, the TLD team. Pierce Brown was, like, invisible, and then all of a sudden was in the top ten. Yeah, we – what, What's up with Pierce him? Brown? Like, it's – he is just – it's kind of disappointing, the performance this year. Yeah. And he's a good rider. He's yeah. a really good rider. And I don't – I was not impressed whatsoever. I expected so much more out of him because. But he's a good rider. He'll come out swinging in Supercross. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of guys aren't good. Like I said before, if I had the opportunity to only ride Supercross in my life, I would take that opportunity any day of the week because yeah. it's fun. It's technical. I like I I like the fun, slow, technical, tight tracks. That's that's where I always excelled. Um, then you know, Enduro is your friend. No, it's not. <laughs> Not even close to my friend. I don't see no big triples on there. But like that that style of riding is always what suited me best, you know, the arena cross kind of stuff. So I was good at outdoors, but they weren't it's not my favorite. So yeah. I think a lot of these guys are these the same aspect. Yeah. I mean they stadium racing is always yeah. the pinnacle of the sport. Max Volan's going to be making a change. He's the only KTM 250 rider. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, I guess they got Vial. Vial will be back next year. Are they – they're going to have to add somebody. I don't know who's going to KTM next year, but Volan's gone. I think he's going to star. I think he's going to star. Um, Kitchen's going – Kitchen's going to yeah. Kawasaki. That's the one. Which will be, I think, actually a good – No, we're thinking – we're trying to figure out who's going Honda. Hymas. Chance Hymas. That's Sorry. who's... Yeah, he's missing from the picture at yeah. the moment. But um, So, but Star, Kawasaki, or Pro Circuit, sorry. TLD, you have Factory KTM. Um, we did Honda. Suzuki, it's a cluster. Whatever, they, they literally are plugging and playing riders like, hey, we need you at WSX. Okay, well, you're here this weekend, so you're going to do it outdoors, and... I don't know what Suzuki's doing. They're a big team, but they're disheveled. I think they're slowly filtering out. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, they're always going to have Suzuki's out there. Yeah, but there's I don't. I think with Triumph and Beta and those coming in, I think that's going to even expedite their departure. Yeah, the the factory support I think is yeah. leaving, yeah. and um, I think in the next few years it it'll be very very slim. So the 250s were awesome. Great. I would love to say the 250 season in outdoor motocross was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to the SMX. I think my focus is going to be on the 450s just because the prize pool is bigger. And there were guys 
we're going to touch on that. Guys literally there yesterday trying to make sure they got in because yeah. the price pool's so big. Mm-hmm. On the 250 side, it's not as big, but that's the opening stages. So congratulations. Um, I'm looking forward. We didn't touch on Husk Husqvarna, but uh, I think we have Hampshire. I don't know what Swole's going to do. Swole, by the way, we're watching. We're looking at final results, and I said, darling, did you hear anything about Swole all year? And she's like, no. And I said, he finished ninth overall. Literally <laughs> invisible all year long, he finishes yeah. ninth. Bits and pieces of them is about all you get. Yeah. But Somehow he finished ninth. He didn't race all of them, did he? I don't know. He finished ninth. I don't know. I think I think we missed a few with Swole, but um, another Florida boy. He, But is he over hmm, – is he overhyped? I, I want to say no because – you can see performance in him in Supercross. Is he also – oh, boy. I don't want to get in trouble. Is he also kind of soft? Like, oh, God, like Forkner? No, like Forkner? No, I don't I – don't, I will disagree with that one. Okay, because he's, he's had a tough life to get there. So my thought is, is you should have that – that fight, you should have that bulldog in you. I think he's just having a tough – season he's never been a great supercross guy he's never been but he can come out and he can come out and perform in Supercross. but is he staying with Husqvarna or is he gonna have to find another ride that could be the like that could be the whole issue is all it takes is an uncomfortable situation on a bike and you're not gonna ride well at all like I think I we kind of covered this this weekend I'm like I I can't ride a Yamaha I can jump on your bike and ride it around and look okay on it but it's not comfortable to me it's not a comfortable bike they're too wide they're I, they don't fit me right, so. You don't like their rider triangle. No, so could you? <laughs> could he be on a bike that's just yeah. not working? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, at that point or that stage of your career, you're going to take any opportunity you can get. But the bike just—he he might not be jiving with the bike. I yeah. don't know. I, I think. But it, he finished ninth. I just—I yeah. want to point that out on the positive. I did not hear about him probably three times the entire eleven-round season, and he finished ninth. Mm-hmm. So, damn it, congratulations, awesome. I know I, I know we throw out these, these things, but they're literally things that we see and we feel and we just don't understand, like we don't understand. And they never, and the thing that you and I both get frustrated with is no one ever talks about it. Like, dude, in the NFL, everything is an open book. Dude's got a twisted ankle. He's day-to-day. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw like the, the center – from the Bucks just got put on injured reserve. He doesn't even get to play this year. Like he's done for the season. We all know that. We don't know what the hell's going on inside of Jalik Swole, uh, Austin Forkner. We don't know what's going on inside these guys. I understand that you can't. You can. The you sport's can. so secretive. Yes. Like it over the years it's developed into pure secrecy, yeah. which is it. It sucks for the outsiders that like us that actually care. This is where we need here's another one of your Instagram shorts or whatever you're doing with our stuff. Lucas Mort Myrtle. You have the potential because you are such a big you are an influencer in the sport. Open the sport up, man. Get us get us more open. You have that potential. Steve Mathis. I know that we have Hopper and all those guys. You guys have thrown out too many hot takes. These guys that are legitimately Myrtle, you're an agent to four riders on the same damn team. Open us up. Well, Mitch Payton, when they interviewed him on Saturday, and they're, 
he said, you know, we found something with the bike. What was it? You're never going to know. Because it's, especially that team, the secrecy within that team is probably the worst secrecy there is. Well, here's the funniest part of all that. I've never understood this. I race Yamahas. You race Kawasaki's. My buddy races a Honda. They're not the same damn bike. Hmm. If you find something on your bike, it doesn't mean that NASCAR, NASCAR, they will tell you, dude, we did XYZ. I'm watching uh, VIR this weekend. It was all production. Porsche, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Acura, uh, Mercedes. Guess what? They don't give a shit because your car and my car, completely different. All oh, those bikes are gone through with a fine-tooth comb. That's my biggest thing is somebody's going to see that bike at some point. And guess broken what? Broken down. They all buy them. Honda owns every brand. Mm-hmm. They own one of every brand to see what that bike looks like. You're not, there's no, why are we trying to hide? We're only holding ourselves back. And that's where I say, Myrtle, dude, you have the opportunity. Steve Mathis, I know people hate you, but dadgummit, you're in there every week. You're there every week. I know, I know Weege and those guys can't. Even Jason Thomas at times, because he was in it, sometimes holds, holds back. back. And it's like, guys, we need to know. We probably don't need to know. But it puts us, okay, cool. That's what's happening. It's a better understanding. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the only thing about this sport that drives me crazy. Even at, the, even at the amateur level. It's the, well, we do this and this, and somebody will tell you what they'll do to a bike, and then it's like, and then a few secret things. Yeah. But Why? it doesn't matter. It, it all comes down to, can the dude ride it that way? I can tell you right now, Dylan Ferrandis and Eli Tomek do not set their bike up the same. No. If you're building... If you're building a motor, and that is your hobby, or your, not your hobby, your business, so your cycle works, okay? Yeah. PW50 Racing, and you, that is your livelihood. Sure, you don't want to give your secrets up. Like, you're very well known for your nationally prepped bikes. Yeah. So, I can understand not blabbing to the world what you do, but when you're a factory team, yeah, I, I, I do get some of the secrecy to it, just because... There is other Kawasaki teams. I mean, yeah, but there's the, they're not factory backed. No. I mean, you you're the one that's a multi billion dollar company. And but if Star gave their information to Muckoff, Muckoff couldn't afford to do it anyway. No, it, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, and that's one of them things we're never going to know. Yeah, you could. It's so frustrating though. It truly is frustrating. Yeah, and and I love this sport. I love it with. All my being. Like, I literally sat down and watched an auto race yesterday because I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. And I'm watching this beautiful track, and they're talking about the cars and the pit stop and what happened. And I'm like, holy cow. If that had been the motocross race, I wouldn't have been able to ascertain any information because they wouldn't have said a damn thing. It would have mm-hmm. been like, oh, yeah, we found something. Okay, well, what what did you find? Like, it was a yeah, shim? Doesn't matter. And guess what? If you told me it was a shim placement in the stack of the shock. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because I don't know where you put the shim or yeah. what it was. You just could tell me. It's very easy to dumb down information. Yeah. But there's not even. No. So we've touched on 250. We have we have gone. This has a, been a good release. We got 16 minutes before we got to quit. Um, 450s. Before anything happens and we talk about perfection, I want to give a shout-out to Chase Exton. 
put on a charge from what I've seen. I mean, i only seen bits and pieces, but. The entire season, he tried his ass off. He complimented Jet. He talked about what they were doing. I want to compliment Honda on knowing he's leaving and continuing to work with Chase on making his bike better. And that pursuit, that is true professionalism. There's Chase could have gone out there yesterday. He's made his money. He's a Supercross champion. He doesn't need a damn thing. He's good. He's good. He made, he made good money. He went out there and I'm like, my only goal is I want to make sure this kid doesn't get a perfect season. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do. And he tried his ass off. So my props, he's not my favorite guy, although he's becoming one of my favorite guys because he's a nice guy. All I've ever heard from privateers is he will walk up to us and yeah. say, talk to us. That is, man, congratulations. You deserve you deserve what you're getting. And I don't mean getting beat. I mean, congratulations on signing a new contract. Congratulations on Supercross. Congrat- congratulations for just being, that's the desire. Mm-hmm. He wasn't winning Supercross, but he kept plugging away, and then the the champion went out, and he was there. And he was there. You know, the, the whole sport revolves around consistency. Yeah, and he plugs away. So I just want to give a big shout-out to Chase Sexton on Congratulations, man! You are you're a beast, and you've been. He's fallen, and guess what he does? He gets up. It, I've watched him take more dirt naps, essentially. Yeah, and get right back up fighting. Yep. Even if the bike's bent and tattered and beaten, and you don't really, you rarely ever see him down. And I also want to say congratulations to Adam Cincerillo. That's an easy pick. He's a he's a media icon. People love him, but dude. From what he's been through, to be honest about it, honest as much as he could, and then come back and finish fifth in motocross where he doesn't know if his arm's going to work or not. And just, hey, what I got is what I got. There was talk early in the season when Ty Masterpool was beat, you might lose your factory ride. And the guy just plugs away and finishes fifth. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations. Now let's touch on perfection. I mean, what what is there to say besides we knew it was coming? Holy cow! And it's been a long time since it happened. Yeah. But and James Stewart gave him props. Yeah, uh, you have to. Yeah. Uh, there's there's absolutely even if you don't like that family at all, which I don't know how you I don't know how you would couldn't because they're the most humble. Yeah. Family. Like there's nobody that's more excited than them to make that happen. They so. made the point in the broadcast. They interviewed. Darren, Dazzy, whatever you want to call him, Dad. He wasn't wearing one of the shirts. He was still had his Honda shirt. Yeah. He was talking about how you really have to process and continue striving. I think they really keep kind of tight rate. I mean, both of their kids have become instant multimillionaires. Well, who gets that kind of emotion just over an undefeated season? Yeah, yeah. you won the championship, but yeah. like the pure emotion knowing that he did it. It wasn't fake. No, but you know. what did he do on the podium? The first thing he did, they asked him, I want to congratulate my brother on everything he's accomplished. Like, that could have been just like your egotistical private moment, and no one would have said anything. Mm-hmm. 
he wanted to congratulate his brother. Which, by the way, can we touch on the fact that why was Hunter wearing a 450 motocross championship shirt? Like they, they gave him his number one shirt. Did they just, oh, my God, we forgot. We grabbed the wrong one, and he's wearing Jet's shirt. I didn't see. I don't oh, know. It was, 450 motocross on the front, 450 motocross on the back. I told Michelle, I'm like, maybe maybe the front says 250, and they went to the front, and it was 450. I'm like, I'm guessing someone ran to the truck to grab, grab it. Grab the wrong one. And they grabbed the wrong one, and they were like, hey, it's Alpine Star. Cool. We're good to go. I mean, that's a hell of a thing to have is <coughs> grabbing the wrong shirt because you have both champions. Yeah. So. I mean, congratulations to Honda. All five championships. I mean, that hasn't happened I think they said Yamaha did it in 1978, but it wasn't all five. They had different. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And, yes, the field was depleted. But guess what? The field was depleted. The bike has to run everything. He has to not crash. He has to He has to win. Well, even Hunter, the, the bike did not mechanically yeah. perform once. Yeah. I mean, there's many factors that went into play. His, his starts were terrible. Yeah. He still came out and did it. And so. did it. But Jet, Jet, man, I, I, I am looking forward. I don't think he's going to be, and I could be completely wrong. I'll just throw it out there. I don't think he's going to be the, he's not going to go perfect in Supercross next year. He's not going to go perfect. I don't think that's the case because that's only happened twice where someone's been perfect twice. Oh, I don't think you're going to see perfection in Supercross, but um, I think we I think we had a speculation on, how good he was going to be in motocross, and you and I had a yeah. a little battle about that. Where, damn, he was good. I think I was right. You were right. I also wonder, motocross the nations is going to be lit this year between France just announcing theirs. By the way, did you see? Did you see the did, the delay? Did you see Dylan Ferrandis? Hmm. Dylan Ferrandis. By the way, it's Renault, Fevre, and. Tom Vial mm-hmm. for France. There's this really good American-based motocross guy named Dylan Ferrandis that would love to ride for France. He was not chosen because they chose their two MXGP guys and then Tom Vial. Yeah. Dylan says, hmm, maybe I should get my American citizenship, citizenship so I have the chance to race motocross the nations again. I thought that was spectacular. You have this guy who's just because he's in America, he's he is a two-time champion. He's damn good. But they're going to earn a between France and Australia. I love America. I don't know how we're going to compete. It's going to be a fight. Whoo! It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be. We still have quite a bit of time because we got to get through the SMX rounds. But four fifty wise, congratulations. A lot of privateers got their due. Time Astropool, HBI Racing, congratulations on that. I do want to shout out, he did end up coming with appendicitis, so he had. I guess he had to have an appendectomy. Why do these big words have to get thrown out, and why do I have to say them? <laughs> but congratulations to HBI. Saw a post today from excuse me, Matt Bell talking about what a great first year throwing the team together. You and I are kind of in that same small boat, yeah. and... He said, many more to come. And I'm like, all right, I like it. I like it. And we've got to get him on. Matt, we know you're a successful business person. I saw you doing a seminar. We're, we're not in the same industry, but you service ours. I you in on a secret that that's very soon to come. Fantastic. 
I love I, I love the guy. I love local guy doing it for motocross. But uh, fantastic. What a great season. For as scared as we were, I want your opinion. For as scared as we were of what 450s was going to be with the lack of people, what do you think? I think it did well. It was a, a season that I predicted. I, I never expected Jet to go undefeated. No. But we had this discussion that I knew he was going to be very dominant. Yeah. Um, total dominance was not what I expected. But no, no. Um, it was a it was a good season. Just the racing wasn't there in the 450s. Um, but the but above, but it, outside of the top three, it was. There was some damn yeah. good racing. Yeah. So. Like I said, I'll say this over and over again. I'm excited for Supercross. I'm just gonna leave it there because we got a lot of guys coming back, yeah. and it's there's more on top of that story. Uh, it's gonna be fantastic. And I would like to congratulate. I, I have to say this as we finish up. I would like to congratulate my wife. I had a dominating performance at Bud's Creek. Unbelievably dominating performance. She beat me. In in. Final Supercross, Motocross. We haven't done SMX yet. She is ahead of me by exactly 1,000 positions on the final rankings. This lady almost got a... She beats you every time. She almost got a national number last year. Supercross, I actually beat her. Motocross, she absolutely cleaned my clock. And she's 1,000 places ahead of me now as we go into SMX, so I'm probably not going to make that up. But I just want to say... If you love the sport, and it's it adds a, a, a it makes you really pay attention to the guys who you don't see on TV all the time. Yeah. Play Pulp MX Fantasy. It's a lot of fun, and my wife she loves looking at results and just smiling at me. Play any of the fantasies. Yeah. I mean, even if that's not your thing, if the big guys are your thing, yeah, play any fantasy because they're all fun. And it gets you, it gets you involved, and yeah. it gets you it gets you into it, but. We we will have an episode next week. I don't know what we'll do. We'll 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 hopefully have a guest. Maybe it's, we'll talk about it's a Memorial not Memorial Day Labor, Day Labor Day weekend. But we're gonna have an episode, and then we go three weeks straight with SMX and Dade City and all that. Um, we'll have stuff. So we're not gonna miss. We are not gonna take a break until I would say we might miss an episode once Motocross the Nations is over, just because we have been nonstop. Trying to get our feet wet, mm-hmm. we're 25 episodes in without missing a week. Yeah, we have um, between nations and Supercross, we're gonna have to scale back a little bit and prepare for yeah what's to come. So um, yeah. and and just as a side note, I do have my Beyond the Curve, the Curiosity podcast that's out now on the business side. Yeah. Um, I'm actually doing a podcast tomorrow on that. I missed last week because well, I was not home. And um, <clears throat> so we will have that. And we may have some solo episodes or some interviews or something to throw in. Not that we're going to miss full weeks, but we, we are going to have to do some things just to get prepared for 2024. That's correct. Yeah. So um, anything else for this week? Congratulations to Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, um, both title contenders or t- title t- contenders, title champions. Um, congratulations to Pro Motocross for putting on. I think they said this is one of the best years of attendance they've had in years. It looked awesome. All the races looked, minus the California rounds, which can we just get rid of them and go someplace else? <laughs> like, can we go to Idaho? Like, people want to go. Like, 
Um, but congratulations, great attendance, great racing. We're going to witness something over the next three weeks that none of us have seen. So I'm very curious how that's going to play out. Congratulations to Josh Hill for loading up and coming and getting enough points to make sure he gets mm-hmm. a paycheck. That's all. That's I think what they wanted to see from this. Yeah, they wanted to see guys like, oh damn it, I don't want to have to qualify. Let me get in. Yeah, fantastic. It worked. And um, maybe on our off week, we'll talk about what's happening with World Supercross. Yeah. So you you got three minutes to get this unloaded. So for Derek Schaefer with DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services, I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. We are beyond the curve of the MX podcast. We're not going away. And we're getting more involved And we're going to be pains in the butt, but we will not have those cold takes because we're not those people. But we're going to give you information. We are making plans for 2024, and I am looking forward to it. We will see you for episode 26 next week on Labor Day. Y'all have a great week. Bye-bye.